Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We're cooling out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We're cooling out. Yo, welcome back to Coolin' Out. We're here. We got our boy Ray in the building. His <laughs> business partner, Dexter. Together they are a labor. So we want to, you know, talk to them. Make sure y'all check out letslabor.com. So what's up, man? How you guys? Dot co. Excuse me. You guys are cool. You see that? That's that, that's that startup shit. Dot <laughs> co. But nah, so what's up, man? How you guys doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Yeah, cool. I'm alive. <laughs> But nah, so people already know you, right? So like you've been on here though. It's your third time around. Yeah. Yeah, time. you've been on here way too many times. So wanna introduce Dex a little bit to the people, you know. Uh just talk a little bit about yourself, what you do for a quick second. Nice little blurb. Cool. So my name is Dex. I'm a creative director, uh, mainly designer. I do a little bit of everything. And I said labor with Dre. Because like uh, most creatives I know I'm kind of um, dissatisfied with the lack of meaningfulness in what I do, so I'm trying to find to do something that adds value to the world instead of just being like busy work. I don't know. Overall, trying to find a way to do something more valuable with my skills and help people and find community, create connection, and all that good stuff that looks so great on Instagram. Got you. That's my bad, bro. That's funny because I <laughs> put my head all up in the camera. Speed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, y'all talk about that. But as I was saying, it's funny you mentioned that though because um, talked to, with Ray a couple of times, like off, off, you know, off wax, and like that's one of the first things he said. Also, was about um, just wanted to do something outside of like you know just busy work and going to work the nine to five, and wanted to actually use his creative skills for something more meaningful and right. something that was more important to him. So it's just interesting that you know you guys tied that knot and made this company <laughs> together. I have a question. What's the initial combo that birthed in labor between you two? Um, yeah, that's that's a deep question because a very good question. I, I think we have this almost involuntary tradition of go, going to lunch every day together for the last two years, mm -hmm. and the conversations that happen during lunch are kind of really deep. It's not about the weather or anything like that. So yeah, but we always would talk and launch and think about something we wanted to do together. We know we wanted to do something else. Like we wanted to put our energy towards something that's going to bring us more happiness and fulfillment. I think in the beginning, we had this idea of starting an agency on our own. Yeah. And we went down that path and we created a website for it and everything. We were like creating all these slides, trying to create a business plan. And then we realized, fuck, why are we going to do this? It's the same shit. We're going to be working right. for other people. Like, we're going to have to please other people, please other clients. Yeah, at the end of the day, you have to do whatever the client wants. It like, doesn't matter how stupid it is. You have to do it because it's the client. It's who's paying you. So we didn't want to do the same thing. We didn't want to do the same thing just for other, in other context. Um, and then I think we went down this path where let's create our own brand. We love sake. We think it's a, you know, sake is going to blow up. Saki's gonna blow up this summer. I'm just mark my words. You heard it here first. It's gonna yeah. be the drink of the summer. Rose was last year. <laughs> Rose was last year. Saki's this nah. year. I'm behind the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's just so much, I don't know, so much that I guess it was a very costly endeavor 
to just create a, a, a sake liquid. There's so much we didn't know. And um, I know we just kind of veered away from that. And then we landed on this idea of still creating our own brand, but in the form of content. Um, and that's, that's where the label you know, came through because the great thing about labor is that we're learning as we go. And that's just the way it's structured. You know, every, every month is a new theme. Um, and every theme is either something we're trying to overcome or you're trying to achieve. So for example, right now it's anxiety. Last month it was happiness. I think next month is gonna be patience. And Kevin, you're gonna be on that. It's a great interview we had. Um, and you know, we're, we're learning a lot about ourselves doing this and, and collecting people's stories. But we're also not, um, we're not working with anybody else in terms of trying to force our vision onto somebody else. We have a vision that we're trying to achieve with the help of other people. We're trying to get other people to buy into our vision, which is something that we're finding a lot of people, um, are, it's resonating with a lot of people, and that's just to live a more creative and meaningful life. I think everyone, to a certain ex extent, wants that. And the way everyone achieves that is going to be different. But we're just trying to give you that nudge, that push, and those tools to help you do that. Yeah, and it's uh, sort of, we're trying to find a point where everybody can relate. Because I think, to an extent, most people go through a phase where they are frustrated with what they're doing and they need something more. And we're just trying to be of use. Like, so people can see the content we put out there and, and they don't feel like they're the only per people who feel that a certain way. And maybe we can come up with any kind of an inspiration for them to overcome all those things or just share the journey together and, and find some some community. Um what was I gonna say? Oh yes. I think it's very interesting. I wanna I wanna go more in depth about labor and you know the services and the content that you guys provide, but while you were talking, both of you, well Ray, mostly you you mentioned um, how you guys wanted to start just any endeavor together and how you guys basically started two um, other endeavors together but failed doing that and then you know you landed on the labor now but can you talk about some of the the experiences you had uh, through those two failures and some of the things you learned because I think a lot of people who, who listen to the podcast are like you know future entrepreneurs and want to know like some of the steps and you know some of the failures and also can, if you can kind of touch on things you learned and what also helped you overcome those failures. Yeah, I think in the beginning when we first tried to, you know, start an agency, that was the initial idea. Um, you know, we went for it and I think it just didn't seem, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like if this was brought to fruition, it's going to really achieve what we want. Um, and the same thing with the Saki brand, it's not so much that we failed, we didn't, we kind of just gave up on it. Mm. Um, but then with labor, it, it just made a lot of sense because it's, we were doing what we know, you know, with Saki is something we don't know at all. An agency, we worked at agencies, we don't have to start a business like that. With, with labor, it was something that we felt comfortable and knowledgeable enough to be like, we know exactly what we're doing. We know how to start a brand. Dex is a, you know, amazing designer. He can design the shit out of it and we can come up with a strategy for it. Um, the most important thing though I would say is just the ability to do, you know, and for the longest time I think with, with the agency and the Saki brand is we wanted to be perfect before we put anything out there. So we were so, so concerned with everything being perfect and even with labor, it got to the point where like, let's set a date and just stick to that date and just put it out to the world. So January of this year was the date we worked towards that starting in October, I think, or September. Mm -hmm. um, and we just we just put content out there. Um, and we learned from it. We got feedback from it from people, um, some good, some bad. And we feel like we're doing better every time. But it's because we got up to the plate, we swung a bat. That's when we're going to hit a ball, right? You have to do. And if you don't, you know, nothing's going to come of it. But if you do, something will come of it. And we're not perfect. By any means right now, there's a lot that we can improve, but we just keep swinging. And as long as we stay on this consistent path of putting content out there, it'll get better. And we want to bring people into our circle to help us. But um, 
yeah i think i think the most important thing is to just take action actually do it like stop thinking about it so much and just put something out there yeah it's like i always say better done than none so at the end of the day it's about showing up and being consistent and that's what we've been doing with labor i like that people who listen to the podcast know i, I still quote so that's <laughs> that's going right on my twitter better done than none <laughs> Uh, I had a qu- well. It's not really a question, but I was thinking about it earlier. Like, uh, why are we so afraid of failure or like not living up to people's expectations when it comes to creating something new? Like, we've all in this room sat, like even us with the podcast and you guys. I'm sure. Like, why do you guys think failure is such a big role and everything else that will stop something from being bigger? That's a great question. Man, I can go really, really deep into that shit. I like to read about it. Got him. He was like, yeah, I'm about to go deep. Let me grab this mic. I'm going to tilt this a little bit. Take five. I got it. Rolling the sleeves up. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Truth is that we, at the end of the day, we're conditioned to, to crave people's approval. We are like tribal beings like we, we need to belong and, and that's like a need it's a biological need but also is reinforced during during your life first with your parents when they are raising you up they tell you what to do they tell you what not to do and they punish you when you do the, the things you're supposed to do same in school like they give you they teach you about something and they give you specific answers you have to provide and if you don't hit those answers then they punish you with with, with low grades mm-hmm. and then when you go to, out to to the real world and, and get a job then also they set you parameters that you have to hit when it comes what's right and what's not and that's why we are so conditioned since they want to to perform and to kind of feel like there's only one right answer and if you don't hit that answer then you're wrong and then you're going to be either punished or you're going to be cast aside or you're going to be ridiculed or many other things and i think that always resonates whenever you want to do something you like the first thing you think is like what if people doesn't like it mm. but like, i think like you have to prioritize who you want to please you want to please yourself or you want to please someone else and if you really really like something you really, really feel passionate about something then at the end of the day you don't do it for other people you're doing it for yourself and that's when when something comes to life really and that's why one of the things we pa- we value the most at passion is at, sorry at labor is passion because when you're really passionate about th- something, then you don't let anything get in the way for for doing it, not even yourself or, or disapproval system. Yeah, I, just, I would ask you guys, like, this open-ended question, like, think about all the times you were scared to do something, but you did it, and how good did you feel afterwards? You know? Like, that feeling afterwards, after you do something you were scared of, it's a great feeling because you did something you, you know, you didn't think you could do or you had this doubt, um, you know, going to a meeting and being, you know, nervous as hell about it. You got to speak in front of all these people and then you do it and then you feel great afterwards. Um, it's this, this comfort zone you have. You need to constantly break out of. Um, I think that's, that's super important. That's the only way you grow. So it's also a mentality thing. Like you can look at fear as a bad thing. But once you flip it and, and kind of want to conquer your fear and like you look for it because you know those things are actually going to be good for you, that's when a lot of thing, I think good things can happen when you actually um, look for it and then go, go after it. Yeah, yeah another thing, uh, and actually we've been writing about this, is like we try to, to be catalysts of change, at least trying to to make people realize things on, on the things we write about. And one thing I like to repeat is like, we as a society, we should reward success and failure, but we should only punish inaction, which means it will be very encouraging for people to try. And if you succeed, it's great. And if you fail, it's great because you actually only learn from failure mm. and then only punish inaction. Like in doing nothing, that will be the only thing that shouldn't be acceptable. And I think if we we live in a society who lives like that, like imagine kids growing up that way, they will try everything and 
they wouldn't have any limits and i think that would be really really amazing mm. another story <laughs> um so i wonder uh, about labor specifically what what do you think um distinguishes labor from a, a lot of other content providers because you know there's a lot of other you know brands that provide content so what do you think distinguishes labor what makes labor stand out from everyone else I think uh, a couple of things. One, I think it's the tonality of everything we're writing is very authentic and real, and it's coming from people who are not experts. Mm-hmm. Me and Dex don't consider ourselves experts at anything we're writing about, but we're opening up and we're actually really opening up about things in ourselves and just sort of spilling our hearts to people. And I think the more we do that, um, the more appreciated it is from our audience. So um, I think just that approach from having writers who um, aren't necessarily writers to begin with, mm-hmm. we don't consider ourselves writers, but we, we want to express ourselves because we want other people to know there's other people like us who suffer from the f- same things, who want the same things. Um, and I think s- another thing is um, our approach in terms of how we split up the content and how we focus and really own a specific theme every month and really dive into that theme, not just from how we write or who we talk to. We talk to people who, who want to talk about that thing because it's a re- really critical thing they deal with in their, in their life on a daily basis. So um, having other people open up and then capturing that and then... Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know of many other content providers out there who really hone in on specific topics like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's unique as well. Yeah, yeah. We're obviously, we're on the same page on everything you said. I think what makes us different is like we are not trying to preach or this teach to anyone. <laughs> like, we are not. We are not positioning ourselves as experts, and I think that's that's the most valuable thing. It's it's all about being relatable. And we have more questions than we have answers. And that's what we're trying to figure out together. Who came up with the idea for the theme months? I really like the concept, by the way. Thank you. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the first thing to say is that some things on, on all of these endeavors come on their own. They just kind of manifest out of all of these conversations, we piece things together. Actually, most of the write-ups we did for the agency, that it was our first step, kind of carried over to labor and, and apply in a certain way because we are more about what we stand for than more than the process. And a lot of things came out to be this way. I think we just had a lot to say about a lot of things. The name for the agency we were gonna start was Open Studio. and. The one similarity between the agency and what we have now is we want to have a very open sort of environment. Mm-hmm. That was that was a big thing. The open studio is like we imagine a company where, uh, like Dex was alluding to, like failure is sort of celebrated in terms of we want people to fail because we want people to feel like they have a voice. We want people to put their ideas out there, and that's the only way we're going to grow. So that's also why the first theme we we launched was openness. Because, you know, that idea of being open, I think the best way to do that is to focus on one topic at a time and really open up about it. But I don't know which one of us came up with that first. But. I feel like this came out. <laughs> it wasn't for you. So even, like, a little deeper in, into the themes, like, this, like, yo, Chris just walked in, <laughs> like, what's up, man? Anyway. <laughs> But like even going a little deeper into the themes, um, what uh, what goes into your process of theme selection, um, the order of the themes? Like, would you? How does that work out between you guys? Like, who's to say? Oh, anxiety is this month, and why even want to? Why do we? Why do we even want to speak about anxiety? So just go a little bit into that, please. So we have a long list of topics that we just sat down and thought about and just wrote down all these different things that again we either try to overcome or achieve um, and that we think our audience does as well and in the, the order that which they're brought up is really right now in terms of who uh, we talk to and who we meet 
So if we meet with somebody and I show them the list and they're like, oh, I really like that topic, mm. I let them sort of dictate right now the order of the topics we're talking about. So it's, it's really more about the people, not so much about us. Yeah, I mean, again, main thing is to be real. And that's why uh, we have a list of things that kind of affect us in a way. And then the people we interview also have to, to be reflected on that theme. So that, that's how we select people. Like whoever's on a close circle that we're interviewing right now, we just saw the list and they select one and we just keep grouping people together on that, that way. Gotcha. You sure? All right. <laughs> so what do you want people to take away from your website? Because I like when I visit your website, for example, right, I... I feel let me see, let me try and use this word. I I feel like there are, there are people out there who are experiencing the same you know emotions and things that I'm I'm experiencing. For example, anxiety. I struggle with with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you know you guys have a theme for a month where you interview people who are talking about anxiety or you know have write ups about anxiety and things of that nature. Was that like your your goal um, and creating labor? Was it so it can be like more of an all inclusive website where people can see that other people are experiencing the same. Uh, emotions that they're having was it more like an educational thing like what what was your your goal for this as far as like the themes and all of that the goal is to share the journey that like we all share this passion and we want to do I mean again things that matter and there's a journey from where we are right now to where we want to be mm-hmm. and we just want to share that like like really and and be open and vulnerable and put ourselves out there as we are um, imperfect and with issues we're not trying to pretend that we have all the solutions and we don't try to pretend anything and i think the main takeaway people can get out of our website and what we do is on first level just relate like mm-hmm. like you deserve yourself like you you suffer from anxiety then you're already relating to what we're doing so that's you're finding a community because you are not alone. And then maybe from one interview or something someone says or something we write about, you can find like an aha moment or or maybe some catharsis out of it. Mm. And like any tiny nudge we can give you to to get to that goal, I think that's, that's the best takeaway you can get. Yeah, and like <clears throat> we, like I said in the beginning, like we don't consider ourselves the expert. Yeah. But our goal is to become an expert. And I think the way we're going to do that is by this process, by hearing other people's stories and capturing it and documenting it so that eventually we can create a sort of how-to guide of how to live a more creative and meaningful life. Taking everything we've learned from other people mm-hmm. and ourselves through this process so eventually we can be like, this is how you overcome anxiety. This is how you get happiness or what is happiness, you know, and it can be sort of a a book thing of it that way. So eventually we'll become experts through this process. But right now, um, yeah, to to what Dex said, I think it's it's more of a journey and uh, sparking anyone sort of to to take action and to realize they're not alone. Um, That's sort sort of the main goal. And I think we're also trying to figure out the best I know that content can be better, and we're learning as we go. Um, but yeah, that's what it is right now. What has this process done for you guys personally? For me, it's very therapeutic. Like, um, I've always been an introvert, and I think Dex is too. So that's the ironic thing: is we're very to ourselves. So for us to open up like this, it's it's not it's uh, it's unusual. Um, and it's not easy. Like we, it takes a long time for us to think about what to write about and actually write about it. Um, it's easier when I'm drunk for some reason. But. <laughs> it's easy for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my whole life story. <laughs> Sobbing in tears. But uh, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> How labors helped you guys personally? What oh, you yeah. learned yeah, yeah. through the process? Yeah, op- just um, helping. Uh, 
the way I am naturally, I, I like to simplify things. That's just, it's part of my job too. Like I take all this information, try to dumb it down to something that's clear and concise, everyone understands. And for me to take these topics and try to really understand the deep root of it and why say it's anxiety, why do I get anxiety? Um, the things, the steps I have to take to overcome it, seeing what he writes and cause he has a whole different outlook on the same topic. Cause sometimes it's the same, but um, we talk to other people, I, I learn how they perceive it, it's totally different. And I think the one common theme so far through whatever theme we're talking about is, I think it's perception and um, being um, present. That's being present is always brought up no matter what we're talking about. That's a really important thing you need to do. So I've learned that through this process and I try to be more present. Um, that's something I've learned so far and it's only been three months in. But. Yeah, same. I, I think I, I mean, I haven't done it as much as Ray has, but interviewing people, it teaches you a lot about yourself, which is crazy to think about because I don't know, it's about relating to the, the, the person that are talking with you. I don't know if it's the same for you guys on, with your podcast, but like, yeah, it kind of opens your eyes and also being present, like Ray said, mm -hmm. like just from the practicality of talking to someone and like trying to come up with the questions, you really have to be focused on what they're saying, but also kind of listen to your own brain and you cannot do it if you're like thinking about your problems and thinking about what you're going to eat and things like that. So you really have to live in the moment. I think that's really, really valuable. How was that experience for you guys, though, like interviewing people and coming up with the questions? Because both of you guys just basically admitted that you guys were introverts. And it's no, no and, it, and it's a uh, being an introvert is sorry. The first step when you like come out and you're like writing about yourself or just, you know, putting out content is different because that's just you doing it for yourself. But for you to have to sit there and put yourself out in a different a different light by interviewing someone and asking questions. How, how has that experience been for you guys? Well, I think we started small by interviewing only people who are close to us. So we already know that most of the people we interview that give us a little bit more uh, comfort. Mm. So it's not as tough. We, we are like not completely lost on that. Um, I don't know. It's, a, it's all about being genuinely interested on the, on the person you have in front of you mm -hmm. and like really know what they have to say and having a theme overall gives you a, a good context to start a good, a good starting point mm -hmm. and then you just build up from there and use like again you really listen you really care about <laughs> what they're saying and then you relate and that's pretty much the strategy mm. yeah i think best case scenario is i, you know, I have some questions i want to ask but the best case scenario is i don't ask any of them mm -hmm. because you're just having such a great conversation and this is a something that that person has a lot to say, you know, about, so it's just natural. And then we just, <coughs> next thing you know, we're an hour in and, you know, I have to stop just because I have no memory on my phone, but that's the only reason, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Those are the easiest interviews. <laughs> yep. You get them in there, they, you ask them like one question, mm -hmm. an hour later. Cause I'm they shy. Just, <laughs> you get a lot of those, but I mean, that's the thing though. Also, I think that that should make it easier for you guys because if you bring people who are actually passionate about the themes that you mm -hmm. guys are talking about, then they they can just go on because you know, people are passionate. Well, they they want to. You know, I you know I got you know <laughs> got a little episode coming out, a little interview. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. June, but we'll talk about that when, when June hits. Yeah, we want to know our dates. When are our dates popping up? Well, Kevin's next month. Kevin already popping in these streets. I'm going to run down popping. on you. He's talking to you, bro. May, June, July. I don't know where, but May, June, July. We need to see ours, man. I already, I already know mine. You know yours? I don't know my date, but <laughs> I just know. Ted Jerker. For real? <laughs> You'll see. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, like, what are some of your long-term goals for for labor? Like, what do you where do you where do you see labor? I mean, I know a little bit, but you know, just off wax. But like, just let the people know. Like, where do you see labor? Some of your future plans, goals. Yeah. So you know, you think about a media company. We're in the business to create content, Mm -hmm. right? And we're in a position right now. We're finding out that we can't do everything alone. You know, especially when we have other jobs on the side. Um, so right now, I think our focus is to meet with a lot of different people who are like-minded like us, um, who are passionate about something, and then helping them or helping each other uh, make their passion something that can be shared with other people. So I think um, we want to try to focus, we want to try to bring people in and create content around different people, different personalities. So, for example, we have a lifestyle section in, in labor right now that we're trying to define. But, you know, within lifestyle, there's so many things. There's culture, there's food, there's music, there's sports, entertainment. And if we can find different personalities who are passionate about food, say passionate about fashion, beauty, and then create content around them, and then they can own that sort of platform, mm-hmm. and they have their own content segment within labor. And then that's, that's proof of product right there because... We're here to try to inspire people to live more meaningful lives. We're helping you do that, and we're giving you a platform to do that. So if everything comes together 360 if we're able to do that. Um, and I think that's the only way we're going to grow as a company, to bring more people in and make them feel like they're you know, a big part of, of this. This is just as much part of them as, you know, as anything else. Yeah, pretty much... Uh we want to be the next nowadays the next uh, I don't know Vice Media is, is kind of a, a, a very aspirational Vice? example yeah Vice oh, okay yeah very aspirational example of what we want to become yeah if we if you were to compare us like we are like in the middle between like, what Vice is if Vice had a baby with Humans of New York <laughs> and Lewis Howes, I don't know if you watch his, bo- his podcast, but it's very like, inspirational, motivational. Mm-hmm. And what's the fourth one? I'm forgetting. Yeah, I'm blanking too. It was, um, they dropped that baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think this, the, the, what I love about Vice is the content. so engaging. It's so relatable. Um, the way they, they create content is something I aspire to. And then with Humans of New York, it's that human human-centric aspect you're getting real stories from real people um it's very new york centric which which is great and then uh lewis house he does very um intimate interviews with people where he gets the most out of them and he has a huge following because his interviews are amazing you learn so much from it so a little bit of what all those companies do well and i think that's where labor fall, labor falls into that I don't know. I like uh, as someone like I go on the internet. You see a lot of negative things sometimes. 
like when I'm on Instagram and you guys post like those quotes, those are my favorite ones. Like, especially if I'm just not in a creative mood or space. Like when you just see a random quote, and not even a random quote, just someone you know motivating you. That's how I feel every time you guys put up something. Um, I like the idea too. Like let's work. Like let's get let's get things done. Um, as an outsider, as an outsider. I like the idea, the overall idea of it. I'm glad you guys decided to do it too, because you know we're we're sort of in the same business, the same idea too. When we interview people, it's sort of we want them to get their stories out and help motivate them to do better. Every time we bring someone on, it feels like they get more inspired when they leave here. Yeah. Uh, so I think you guys have something different and something unique. Like, especially since it's three months, it feels like forever. You guys have been doing this. But for both of you guys working with together, do you guys feed off of each other's energy? How do you guys work with each other? Like, when you have a topic, do you guys, like, go back and forth and then sort of come up with a draft? Or do you guys, like, I'll do this, you do that? Like, how do you guys feed off of each other's energy? Oh, I'm taking it? Okay. All right. <laughs> we were that, that, that's how they work right there. <laughs> Take, I'm thinking, all right. Um, I think the, the the great thing about how we work together is a lot of times we will find ourselves in a hole or we're struggling to figure out what to write about or how to approach something. And then we'll just talk about it. And while we're talking about it, we'll just sort of come to this conclusion like, Damn, that this is it. Like we we just talked through something and we found what you know what what we really need to talk about. Um, you know, sometimes I'll go on my own and and try to write, and he'll do the same, and then we'll show each other what we write, and he tells me you're gonna write more, you gotta expand more. This is great. Or I'll do the same with him. Um, so I don't know. We definitely push each other. Um, that's for sure. But I think we the great thing about us is we bring the best out of each other. Um, like from a mental standpoint because I think we both always want to dig deeper and really find the why behind everything you know that, that we're obsessed with the why yeah that's right on um, and going back to our our launch our daily launch like I remember it was was it last week that I told you I didn't know what to write about patients I didn't feel like qualified for to talking about patience. And then after just talking about the fact that I don't know what to write about, <laughs> the conversation led into a great topic that I'm excited to write about. So it, it just works like that. Yeah, it's just, again, proof of product. Like, you need to open up. That's the only way things actually happen is, like, if you're just working alone and you're always in your head, you're, you're going to – be sort of confined to do one thing like you need to get your mind out there so other people can experience it because they can expose you to a new level of thinking a new perspective which is going to spark something in your head and it's a chain reaction and that's why we know that we're only as strong as we are together that's when we need more people around us as well to challenge us mm -hmm. to think differently very true because sometimes we're kind of like an echo chamber with each other and we are on the same page on so many things that we need like an outsider view on that i think it will be more more interesting but we'll see what's the most difficult what's the most difficult thing that's happened so far since you guys started that you you sort of trying to get used to now uh for me it's meeting deadlines I mean, every month is a whole new theme that we're launching, so we have to get everything done before the first of the month. Mm. Right now, we're very behind on next month. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we still have time. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it. March is long. Pause. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it, but... Uh, one more week. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... And, that, and then that, that just makes me feel shitty because then I feel like I'm rushing if I have to get a lot done to meet a deadline and then I feel like the quality is not as good mm -hmm. and that, that gives me anxiety. But yeah, meeting deadlines for me and decks, I don't know, I, I, I like to have things done like two weeks in advance. Like two weeks ago, I would have been like, we should have patients already done. 
but he's more like, hey, it's, it'll be fine. Like, we'll be, we'll be good <laughs> if we got it till the 30th or whatever. Mm, yeah, more like, oh, we have still have two days to go. We're fine. Like, we'll put an all-nighter or something. I still, I think I have that college mentality <laughs> yes, still. Those college days. Yeah. For me, the most difficult thing is still is um, open, opening up with people. Because, uh, I mean, Ray says he's an introvert. I think I'm two miles past that introversion. <laughs> <laughs> is this tough? Uh, yeah, in a way it is tough. Yeah, like, it, it is not tough now that I'm here and I'm talking about things. But it was tough before, like, to, to get my, myself into the building. Mm. That was super tough for me. Like, commit to a date and... And just I don't know rearrange my schedule and bring myself here instead of just going straight to home and, and crash on the couch. That was the hardest part, and I always kind of avoid all the social settings that way. I gotta I gotta say this: Chris was actually the first interview we did, and I'm mad he didn't wear those pants to the interview. <laughs> Chris, I got some flower dashiki pants. I don't know what the hell. That's going on our page later. I got video. <laughs> Young Geisha. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's that's difficult. Um, and as I think in the beginning, the most difficult thing for me was still, even though we we're getting things out there, is feeling like was it good enough? Yeah. And you sort of look for that validation, and when someone says, "Oh, this is this is great." or they watch an entire interview and they let you know, getting that validation is like, okay, m maybe it's not as wrong as I, as I thought, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, there's a balance you have to strike between knowing what you're doing is you're on the right path, um, but also you have to be open-minded to the, to the point where you can take criticism and feedback and um, from the people you, whose opinions you, know, you value, mm -hmm. you can't just take criticism from anybody or else you're, no, you're gonna get nowhere. Um, but implementing that and just being open-minded all the time to make to make changes and things and, and talking about it. To further expand on, I think this is probably one of the issues why you know, you're having issues with deadlines, but um, how, how do you guys overcome balancing your personal life, um, your nine to five or whatever your hours might be, your, your work, your professional life, and also trying to um, basically build this company from the ground up and, you know, and why, and trying to make it into something major. Like, how do you balance all of that while still, you know, finding time to work on labor? I think you should take this first because you're in a unique scenario. Well, that uniqueness scenario he's talking about, it's like I have a kid. I have a, a two-year-old and I love him so much and he's, it's tough. It's, uh, it's really challenging to be a parent and then try to balance your, your work that pretty much wards you off every day mm. and then finding time at night. So uh, actually, it's, it's all about the structure. I have a very strict schedule and I just go to work. I'm out of the house for like 12 hours and come home, play with the kid, put him down and start writing. So consistency, I guess. That's, mm. that's the main thing. And like... I think fortunately, once you become a parent, your social life ev evaporates. And I never had too much to begin with. So now <laughs> I, I don't miss like going out or anything. I just sit down, stay at home, and, and try to build that, the thing, something for the future, something for myself. Yeah, consistency is key. I think um, something I've learned is you just do a little at a time. Y eventually you'll you'll get something done you know like i don't need to sit down write an entire article you know in one sitting like just get something down you know take a break go back to it but i just need to be consistent do a little bit at a time um it's very hard to find time especially when your job takes so much out of you mm. when you get home usually my routine is i get home if i didn't go to the gym in the morning i go to the gym you know after work when i get home and by the time i get out it's I don't know, eight eight thirty. I have to cook, cause you know I wear the apron in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's what it's nine thirty, and then I ate. I'm feeling exhausted, but I have to do a little bit. Mm. I just have to do a little bit. And in terms of writing, um, I 
I, I'm, I'm weird in the sense, I think you're different than I am. I, I have to be in the zone. Like I have to be in like a quiet space. Even though I'm listening to music, I need to be in a quiet area. And I need to usually have a drink in my hand and, and, and just start writing. And uh, I can't like write in the morning, like I know you do sometimes in the commute. I can't do that in the morning. In the morning, I either want to listen to a podcast, cooling out, or I want to, hey. <laughs> or I want to <laughs> read the news or just listen to music, and I just want to like vibe out on my way to work. Um, so I, I feel like also though I need to find, I need to make those moments where I don't want to write. I need to write during those times. Like I need to find more time. There's always you can always find more time and just sacrificing a little bit. Yeah, just the other day too. Like, I feel that too. When you're at work all day, some of us work overtime. I'm sure all of us work overtime, and it's like you get home at nine thirty, and it's you just want to crash. Like, and then you have to do the same thing over again the next yeah. day. But like, I found like I spend at least thirty minutes. Like, if it's not watching a video, or I'm making videos or like looking stuff up on the internet. Like, I feel those too sometimes when just be like, I don't want to do nothing. And I take that as like, maybe I should do something. That's like, maybe I might find something that if I didn't actually look, I won't have for the next day. And I'm big on that too. Like, if I don't do something now, I'm not going to have it for tomorrow. And that's going to change my whole thought process. Versus if I don't have it, I'm not going to be thinking about it at all. So, like, this could create a whole new day for me and I didn't even realize it. So, like, that's that's something too, you guys can really expand on like the working the working worker who's like working at their nine to fives and working at their their passions yeah and you, you always got to think about too like why are you doing this you know like it, it shouldn't feel like a hassle to make time for this thing mm-hmm. you know so it shouldn't be it shouldn't be an issue you should want to like you said like sometimes you want to do nothing why don't you want to instead of doing nothing do the thing you want to do yeah. you know why is that i'm asking you like when you have i don't know actually because i'll be home and i'll be like yeah i want to do this i want to do that and i'll just feel lazy like drain because i have to cook too it's like i look at my dog i gotta feed that nigga and it's like <laughs> do i really care about him <laughs> like he could go one day without eating and um I end up feeding him. I'm not cruel like that, but uh, <laughs> nah, Chewy got me wrapped around his finger. Chill, but um, nah, it's like you know, you you you're an adult all day, and it's like you want to be that kid again at night, and you forget. Like, yeah, Jarrell like that one. <laughs> so it's funny because like, and I would say, whoa, in recent weeks, right. Not even recent weeks, in recent months, I've said numerous times on this podcast that when I get home from work, I don't like to do anything. Like, I watch meaningless TV yep. just because I, not mean, I, thoughtless TV. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think. I think all day at work. Like, every every word I say is scrutinized. I have to make sure I use every, I have to think all day. I have to be very logical, very strategic in every move I make all day at work. That's my job. So when I get home from work, I don't want to do anything like that. I don't want to, like, you know, force myself to think. And... Recently, these past couple of weeks, like I, I realized how ignorant that sounded. Like I, I was laying, I was laying on the couch, and I was like, "Yo, you've been saying this for a couple of weeks now." And like I like to like reflect sometimes. Laying, I'm laying on the couch. And I'm like, "Yo, that that's just ignorant." Like basically, what I what I basically committed to was, I'm I, I'm content with going to work and giving them my all, and then come home and doing nothing, and not and not doing anything else. When I get home, I'm watching. You know, Jamie Foxx show, Wayne's Brothers, because I don't want to think about anything. Like I, it's just, it, but it made me think. Like you, I could be doing so much more with this time, some so much more that could build towards my future and things that I want to do outside of work. You know, I could be giving cooling out more time. I could be doing you know other other endeavors that I have. I can just give so much more to that rather than me going home and for three hours the rest of the night doing nothing. I mean, I go to the gym, but like you know what I'm talking about. Like as far as like professionally and, and personal growth. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else there because I'm like going home and watching nonsensical shows because I just don't want to think. I don't want to think, and that, and just even saying that now, I realize how ignorant that shit sounds. I don't want to think, like you know. But 
it was just something I realized that, you know, I had to put on wax that, you know, I ain't trying to preach that no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You should talk about the morning routine and how it started. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, before that, I want to say that um, I think we give up too much of, of ourselves on a daily routine. Like, we, we, give, we give up so much for work and mm-hmm. then maybe for family, maybe relationships and friends and things like that. And at the end of the day, you're like burned out and everything. But I still want to feel like I did something for myself mm-hmm. and I created something that means something for myself. And, and it's not about being egotistical. It's just about deciding that, that I deserve something better as a person. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just five, ten minutes, I'm going to do something I'm passionate about, I'm, I have to do it. Because I don't want to think that a, a day went by where I just live for someone else, for, for mm. everybody else. And at the end of the day, like, when I'm 70 years old, am I going to regret all the Netflix I didn't watch? Or am I going to regret all the things I didn't do for myself? Both. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. And if that doesn't switch your internal conversation and, and makes you quit your own bitching, then I think, I don't know what it will. And about the morning routine, uh, this is something I've been wanting to do for so long. I've been reading a lot about. And what I've been reading, it makes a lot of sense, is that as humans, like we refresh during sleep, like our brain goes through a process. And, and so much so that when you wake up in the morning is when you're like at your peak, your maximum, whether you're a morning person or not. And I was reading that the first thing you tackle in the morning should be the most important thing for you. So many people like there's all of this information on the Internet that the most successful people in history like wake up super early, like 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. and things like that and start working. And the first thing they do is the most important thing to, to them. So what I've been trying to do is like wake up super early and work on labor. That way, my 100 percent potential goes to labor. And then I can get ready and go to work. But by the time I'm commuting to work, I already feel I accomplished something. I already feel like work on my real passion. And if I start my day job being like 80% full, it's fine. Because like the rest of the day can go downhill. And then at the end of the day, I can just crash and do nothing and watch TV. Because I already did something super important for myself first thing in the morning. And I think that's that will be a better strategy than what I'm doing right now, that barely waking up and being all groggy and not doing anything and then trying to solve my life issues when I come back from work. I think it will be more important. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> no, I want to I wanna try that too because I never thought about that. Usually when I wake up, I want to go right back to sleep. So <laughs> it's like... It's kind of hard to feel that, but we all, I feel like we all could do it, especially going to a job every day that we don't really have ownership in. I'm definitely trying that, though. Yeah, and you can get used to anything. Like, I know a lot of people who are, they say they are not morning, morning people. I think it's because they don't want to be. You can get used to it, anything. And I think that's the best advantage we have as humans. We can adapt to anything. Yeah. What's that saying? If you do it for 21 days straight, then yeah, it becomes a habit. Yeah, yeah you rewire really your brain. I've been trying. That's why I've been in the gym nonstop lately. Well, you make that a priority. Mm-hmm. That's, Im- that's important to you. It is. Yeah. Well, it's because it's summertime coming up. You know? <laughs> it's that beach body. <laughs> trying to have my shirt <laughs> off a little bit. You know? yeah. but yes, it is important to me. It's a priority. But... That's, that's, yeah, it's a priority. <laughs> I'm about, about to go into this long little spill. But go ahead. There's no need to. <laughs> But nah, um, you have anything else you want to? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. I don't know if you guys said it fully, but like, what does Let's Labor mean to both of you guys individually? Well, we chose labor. (laughs) We chose labor because we want to do work that matters, but we already have like a job and we work every day. So... We wanted something that is working, but like the next level. So we wanted to retake the word labor, like hard labor, mm-hmm. but this is more like using your passion to work 
and that's what the new meaning of labor were we're trying to do so instead of saying let's work together it's like let's labor let's do this next level and that's what it means for me yeah and i would even take that a step further and say that i want to feel like i matter and the way i will feel like i matter is if i'm bringing value to people's lives you know if i can create impact and change even just three people you know um because again like Dex alluded to is like when you die you know <laughs> i want to be and this is a quote i don't know who said it but like i want to be re- i want to be remembered by the number of people who showed up at my funeral mm. you know like the number of people who i impacted who want to show up to that day that's going to be the ultimate sort of um i don't know definition of what the type of life i you know i i lived you know, so it's it's impacting people. I really want to do good in the world. Like, I think we have a lot of skills and they're not being used to do any real good right now. You know, I'm working with brands to sell, solve a problem or sell something, sell an idea, plant something in your head that make you want to buy something. You know, that is not enough for me anymore. You know, that's that's not that's not doing any good to the world, especially now with the climate of how everything's going, you know, with with the administration, and everything like we can't depend on anybody else to make our lives better. We got to do it ourselves. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to feel like I matter. And by bringing value to people's lives, that's some deep shit. But since you said you don't know who quote that is, and I still quote, so that's my quote. <laughs> okay. That's mine. Um, uh, yeah, you quoting me back from 98. Um, <laughs> But well, what I want to say is I really appreciate you guys for coming on the podcast. Right. It's been dope. Uh, if you guys have any lasting words about you know labor, want to shout out your IG and all that good stuff, make sure y'all get that out there. Yes, you can follow us. Um, it's letslabor.co is the website. And it's letslabor is the, the hashtag on Instagram. Um, not hashtag, the, our handle on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Medium where you can read our articles um we're also on facebook under let's labor um youtube under let's labor and we're working on spotify with carl but he's he's lagging behind in case he hears this Uh, but he's working with us to create playlists every every month that um reflect the theme i think you summed that up yeah all right (laughs) Yep, well, that's it. Make sure you guys check out Let'sLabor.co. Got some fire content for you guys. What's the theme this month? Right now it's anxiety. Yeah, make sure you check that. Got make that. Make sure you guys check that out. Theme is anxiety. Learn a little bit about yourself. You know, relate to some people. Great, great content on this. So y'all check that out. Let'sLabor.co. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you guys rate, share, subscribe, all that good shit. If not, Kev gonna come after you. Check out the check out the YouTube page. Uh, we got from Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> check out the YouTube page. Uh, we got full length vids up there now, so that's definitely popping. You know, if you guys don't want to listen to us now, you can watch us. You know, we're trying to step our game up. So make sure you guys keep supporting. Appreciate all the love and support. Until next time, it's cooling out. Stay cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We cooling out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We coolin' out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.